Hi, I'm Lee Willis. And I'm Angeline Denny. And you're listening to the SCC Family Ministry Podcast. Today's topic is how to talk about hard topics. So if you've been around children at all for any length of time, uh, you know that you just can't, uh, <laughs> can't really predict what they're going to say or ask. Um, and uh, you can't really predict when they're going to say or ask something. Sometimes it is extremely funny and you just either laugh or you try to hide that you're laughing. And sometimes they ask some really serious questions about some hard topics. Um, and so what we're going to talk about today um, is some, some guidelines for how to handle that. Because when they ask those hard questions, what we do and what we say matters. And it can be very um, troubling for us. It can produce some anxiety. And so we don't want you to worry. You're not alone. Um, but we do want to treat this with, um, with some respect because our words are powerful. The way we respond to our kids uh, is going to affect really how they grow up, their faith development. And we don't want you to be scared of that, but we want to empower you. And so we want to, first of all, just remind you that we as Christian parents can rely on the Holy Spirit as our guide. We can trust God that, uh, with our kids and with their questions. And so the goal is not necessarily to provide all the answers, because let's admit it, we don't have all the answers. Uh, the goal is that we want our child to know Jesus better, and to learn that they can trust God with their questions, no matter how big or how small. So while we can't give you exact words to say in every situation, because each child is different and their questions are going to be different, what we're doing is we're giving you a framework that can help you uh, to address the topics at hand and, um, and give you some practical ways that you can engage in conversation. So with that, we'll start with number one. Yeah, the first one is the word acknowledge. So what we want to do is acknowledge our child's questions or concerns. Some of the ways we can do that is through validate their comments or questions. We can also normalize their questions. And we can also acknowledge their thinking. A lot of this, what we're going to teach you today, is just ways to come alongside them and help them. Because let's be honest, we all get scared when we have in our head a hard question or a hard topic because it, it creates a lot of different things. Confrontation to, uh, I might feel stupid, to be honest, if I uh, ask a question that others might get or understand. But here's what we want to do. We want to say things like this when we acknowledge our kid. I'm glad you asked that question. We all have questions. Let's talk this through. Or you could say, I'm impressed by the way you think about this. That's good. So our second thing to do is allow your child to explore the topic. Allow your child to explore the topic. So we want to clarify or define the words um, or the context of, um, of what the question is. And um, we want to discover how the topic makes the child feel about themselves or about people or about God. So some ways that we would um, do this is uh, just ask, do you know what this word means? And, you know, sometimes words, especially in our language, mm -hmm. um, carry very different meanings. And, um, and even culturally, as things change, a word that meant something years ago kind of uh, changes as time goes on. So making sure that we have a clear definition 
of the words um, uh, within that, that question. And then we want to ask, um, how does it make you feel about God? Um, what do you believe about this topic? How do your beliefs affect you? Yeah, the next one, and it's going to be funny, they're all A's, so we should yes, admit, yes. admit that, get it? Uh, get it? Yeah. That's the next one, and I'm a dork, so that's okay. But we want to admit we all need God's help, and that is the and truth, right? Like, we as parents don't have it all figured out, and our kids help us remember that. But anyways, we need to admit that we need help, so here's a couple ways to go about that. One, admit you and your child must humbly depend on God together for answers and understanding. Another way to look at it is acknowledge you are still learning. Uh, that is one thing I've told my boys many times is I'm still trying to figure this out too and learn this and let's learn it together. Uh, and that's part of the admitting part. So we can say things like this as examples. It is hard to understand how things like this can happen. We both need God's help to see this or understand it clearly. And another way to look at it, it feels uncomfortable when people believe different things mm -hmm. and that is hard. All right, our fourth A is affirm. Affirm a truth about God and or people. So give your child a biblical truth to hold on to as they wrestle with the topic. Um, and, and connect the discussion to one of God's attributes, things that we know about God. God is kind. God is faithful. Those things that we know about God's person. So um, we could say things like, uh, God's image in us gives every person worth and purpose. And how does that truth encourage you? Um, or God is incomprehensible, but he loves it when people ask or, or seek him. Um, so what do you think about asking God to help you understand him better? Um, so these are, are, uh, are ways that we can affirm truths about God or people. Now we're going to go into a section about what to avoid, another A, avoid. This topic kind of falls in the avoid and yet not avoid. Um, and it's from personal experience that we'll talk about this. Um, my kids, you know, and your kids as well, but they have access to internet. And so um, they can ask, you know, a, a, a Google search or whatever. They can, they can search on the internet for answers to their questions. And I think it's a good thing ahead of time to talk to your kid about, um, when you have a question, I want you to come to me before you go to the internet. Mm. And, you know, I'm not talking about like, if you want to know the population of Indianapolis, um, you know, that's okay to search. But I really want you to come to me, even if it is about the population of Indianapolis, let's search it together. Mm. So, um, so talk to your kids ahead of time about if you have a question before you go to the internet, please come to me and let's talk about that. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many times I've talked to parents and students about, like, Facebook, right? All these people think they're experts on there. And there are some on there, to be honest. Mm. And that's one of my big questions to a parent or a student. Is this resource reliable? How do you know it's reliable? These are questions we can ask because it's just like Angela said, there's so much access to all this stuff today. Your kid doesn't really need to come to you, unfortunately, a lot of times. And so they'll jump straight to that thinking it's real truth. And a lot of times we get these things stuck in our head that aren't truth at mm -hmm. all. And I'm guilty of that too. And I have to watch myself some days as well going, man, is that a reliable source? Is that really true what they're sharing? Um, 
even about other situations. So the first four were more positive, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge, allow, admit, affirm. This one's more on the negative side. This is more the avoid side that we want to do. And so the phrase is avoid common pitfalls when your kid comes to bring hard topics to you. And this is where we can turn things around and be encouraging, uplifting, and help them versus like sometimes we do in certain moments, especially if you're tired or you're, you're not in a good place or whatever, it's easy to live these pitfalls out because we don't want to deal with it or whatever. So here's what some of the things we would talk about. One, prevent the possibility of your child feeling shame for asking a question. Man, I'll tell you, I have so many students asking questions, and one of the things I try to do when other kids laugh is say, hey, we don't laugh at each other. They're learning too, and they're at where they're at, and so we need to protect them from feeling anything like shame because we want them to have confidence. They can go to us, they can go to God to ask any question. No question is stupid. Second, don't respond from shock. Man, it's hard. Like, if we're being <laughs> honest, that is hard because there are moments my eight-year-old and six-year-old have asked a few questions, and I'm sitting there dumbfounded, like, where the heck did that come mm -hmm. from, right? But we got to be careful. We got to do our best not to do it from shock because then that puts them backwards in a sense. Avoid potentially shutting your child down from asking future questions. That's how we behave. That's how we respond. I will tell you what, I will give my mom a lot of credit because she was always open to things and that gave me more confidence to come to her and talk to her when I needed to talk to somebody. Don't make assumptions about what they know or believe. Meet them where they're at. That's a huge phrase for me, mm. meeting people where they're at. And that goes to this one. Don't make assumptions of what they know or believe. Because then you're not really understanding where they're coming from. Why are they asking that question? What are they trying to figure out? All those things. Don't try to force them to believe something. Part of the reason we walk with students and kids is not just to give them everything. Because at some point, they got to start figuring it out. Now, for Angela, it's a little tougher because they're younger and there is a lot more probably instruction. And for me, there is instruction. But what I'm trying to move them to is now, all right, what are you thinking? Where are you standing on this? What are you believing on mm -hmm. this? And that's why we've done some series in our student ministry called Table Groups because I don't teach the whole thing. I actually let them discuss a lot of it and read the Bible and figure it out for themselves. And then finally, based on your child's age and stage, don't give them more information than they need to know or ask for. I'll tell you what, I made that boo-boo once with Jonathan, our oldest. Uh, he was asking a question, and I, and I shared something, and he just wasn't ready for it. And I was like, oh, bad mistake, Daddy. And so it's just part of learning. But just be careful what we're giving them um, and, and how much we're giving them. Yeah. So let's say this. Don't say things like, that's not an appropriate question. Let's encourage all questions and figure it out together. Don't say you are too young for this topic because the truth is, folks, I know this now, like they are teaching stuff at younger and younger ages, which means kids are talking about it at younger, younger ages, and they're getting more curious at younger and younger ages. So they're not too young anymore for a lot of topics that are hard. Another thing, don't say, how could you doubt that about God? Here's what I've taught students recently. Doubting isn't wrong. It's what you do with the doubt. So if you're allowing the doubt to take you away from God, then you need to grab yourself and come back. But if you're doubting and struggling, I mean, even the disciples did. Yeah. And God still used that. 
So show them that, that they can doubt whatever's going on in that moment, but help them see then and believe. And then don't say things like, in our family, this is what you must believe. Now, I will put a caveat to that. We do say, as long as you're in our house, you're going to go to church with us. Mm-hmm. Like there are some things I think is okay as a ground rule, but as these kids are getting older, they have to start and need to start figuring out their beliefs on their own, especially on these things we call hard topics. Right. Because if they don't figure it out on their own, they're going to go out there in the college world, in the adult world, and they're not going to know how to defend it. They're not going to know what they really believe. They're going to get tossed in the wind, folks. And so we got to be really careful how we do this. The part is we're helping disciple them, which means teaching them, but also helping them grow and figure it out. And that's what Jesus did too. He actually helped his disciples not only teach them, but he helped them answer the hard questions themselves so they had the confidence when it was time for them to do it. Yeah. So, hey, we want to thank you for listening in. As always, we love you guys. We're praying for you uh, all the time. There's a few ways you can come to us. One is to email us at Angelin at shelbychurch.org or email me, Lee, at shelbychurch.org. Another way is on insidesec.org slash families. You can scroll and find all these resources and other tools and other helpful things as well. We also want to thank BSF because these are the tools we're using this year for the podcast to help teach you a little bit more and help you grow as a parent.